Here at Sounding Board, we take pride in talking about issues that are conspicuous due to their absence in the corporate press and legacy media. So for us, issues often become recurring topics when you rarely hear about them anywhere else. We begin with one such topic, currency collapse. Specifically, in this case, the petrodollar and what's currently happening to it. In this episode, I begin by giving a brief history of the gold standard, world reserve currencies, and moving away from gold while embracing oil. For nefarious reasons, of course. We then talk a little about Taiwan, about China, and how in general America isn't making any friends around the world, specifically in places where you would expect it, like in Europe. We then talk a little about psychopaths, how the media has portrayed them, and where the real concentration of them lie, before taking an about turn and discussing 9-11 and other conspiracy theories. I'm Andrew Elliott. I'm here with my brother Nick, and we'd like to welcome you to Sounding Board. As always, don't share this podcast unless you know people already. But as you've managed to make it here, it's great to have you with us. I want to talk about uh, a recurring topic. I know recently we've been kind of having these topics that we keep coming back to. Mm. Um, and we've been talking about currencies for a while, currency collapses and, and that kind of thing. I wanted to talk a little bit more because there have been some things happening, particularly in America, that not really anyone has been talking about, or certainly not in the mainstream media or the mm. corporate press. They've just, been, they've just been avoiding it. So I thought we'd talk about the petrodollar. Sure. Now, I've, been, I've just been making a few notes. So I've got a few notes on kind of like a, a brief history of how we got to where I'm, we are. I'm interested in this because I've got my own little potted history in my head or almost the kind of acceptable understanding for what it all means. So I'd be interested to compare to what you know or what you've... Yeah, and, and you know, and maybe maybe don't quote me on these or actually, t- I'll tell you what, it's our, our special listening friend or a few of them have been really good. Whenever we've made... Oh, they make good corrections. Mistakes yeah. or anything, they either come onto Telegram or write to, you know, a comment T. on the post. forward slash sounding board. And they'll say, oh, by the way, this, you know, you, this was wrong or whatever. Um, you know, I made a mistake about um, vaping, which is a fair comment that that guy mm. made because I said vaping was safe. And I should have. <laughs> and I should have said. Uh, the, to the best of our knowledge, it's unharmful because we've only got like ten or fifteen years worth of data for it, um, and it's not the same. You can't. You'll be you know. surprised to hear. I think it's really bad for you. Well, com- com- <laughs> but compared to compared to cigarettes, it's uh, it's. Oh, it's uh, just different bad. Yeah, but it's no, it's nowhere near as bad. I mean, the stuff, the awful stuff that's in cigarettes, the carcinogens and the tar, and you know, it's I put, just. Nicotine, I put vaping in the same category as seed oils and you know sweeteners and all that stuff. Oh no, it's it's seed oils are much worse. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can believe that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is this is what this is like a brief history of what I kind of remember about you know about everything, and I had to look a couple of things up, but some things, of course. some things are from memory, so hopefully I've got it about right. So I want to go back about a hundred years or just over a hundred years. So the First World War, um, very very expensive as you might imagine. Britain was on the gold standard at the time. And it wanted to stay on the gold standard, as did lots of other countries. So it went into debt in about uh, 1913 because it was just spending too much money. 
Um, so it went into debt as opposed to kind of losing the gold standard. Um, about the same time, the the Fed was formed, the US Federal Reserve. Funny that. And you, you must have, I, I think that they had an eye on becoming, you know, the, the reserve currency at, at that point. You know, seeing all the other countries get into trouble. They wanted central banks everywhere. Yes. So anyway, the Federal Reserve was, was formed. Um, <clears throat> Let's not talk about the Titanic on this episode. I've, I've still I've still got my digging to do on that one. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Because that's could be very related to this. Yeah, and no, this I've, particular point in history. Yeah, and no, I've got I've got nothing about that in here. <laughs> this is just a standard, almost Wikipedia-ish sort of you know like timeline. Do you um, want me to give you the TLDR? Yeah, go on then. Is that there were people on the Titanic who got who got bumped off who were against the formation of the central banks. Really? Of the, of the Fed, yeah. And so they had them bumped off in order for the Federal Reserve to be formed. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. That word no longer has any meaning for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, just... Uh, that's like... I mean, it, it's entirely believable when you consider that basically all of the other conspiracy theories are true. Mm. Anyway, anyway, back back to back to history. So, um, uh, in um, Britain, um, <clears throat> finally left the gold standard in uh, thirty one. I think it was thirty one. Do you want to just briefly talk about what that means? What the gold standard means? Well, it's where you 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 make a promise to your citizens that every uh, pound sterling or dollar that you print uh, will have a value in gold that you have in a stash somewhere. That if you turn up if with tu- that note, that they can exchange it for that amount in gold. Yes. Yep. Lots of countries were on the gold standard for a while. Um, That's because it was a good idea. Uh, Britain finally left uh, in the in the early 30s. Um, US was still on the gold standard at that stage. Uh, although in the 30s they did some absolutely evil things. So you you must you might not know the number, but Executive Order 6102. Which you might not know the number, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. I was going to say, I, didn't, I, I forget that they have numbers. And that makes them almost slightly more sinister. Yeah. it's um, so, so this one is when basically the US government stole everybody's gold. So they forced American citizens to sell the gold for uh, $20 per ounce. Um, roughly half of what it was worth. Mm. Um if they didn't do that, it was either a ten thousand dollar fine, or ten years in prison, or both. Um, so incredible, harsh penalties. Basically, it was just theft. It was just just organised organised theft. Legalised theft. Legalised theft. Yeah. So, do you know the act that they that they brought that executive order in under? Oh, it's got a name, hasn't it? Um, I no, I forget. So it's an act that, w- that came, they created it in 1917, in the First World War, yeah. in order to oversee and restrict trading with countries that they didn't, you know, they, they didn't approve of. Obviously, yeah. they were, you know, it was World War I at the time, so it was you know, predominantly Germany. It's, it was the Trading with the Enemy Act. Oh, I didn't know. I was thinking this is someone's name. No, so... so the trading with the... En- so, so they're basically classing American citizens as the enemy 
with that executive order. Oh, but you see, that's fascinating. Why do you hate governments, Andy? Oh, well, no. hang on. No, but that's fascinating. I mean, I, I did not know that. That is that is news to me. Um, but what I what I, I say what I love. My observation is that that means that when they've done that more recently, it wasn't the first time. You know, the idea of of creating anti-terror legislation and then using that on your own citizens. Oh, it's all been done before. And I'm, I'd be interested to see whether it had been done 100 years before that. But um, but the fact that they had trading, it was called trading with the enemy, and then they used that domestically. Mm. I so, shouldn't be surprised, should I? No, no. So, so yeah, so they buy gold for $20 an ounce, and then immediately afterwards they set it at uh, $35 an ounce. As soon as, they, as soon as they've got it old. The bastards. Well, and that was because they were spending a lot of money um, and they, they wanted to, to stay on the, you know, on the gold standard. Um, but they're running out of gold. So we need more gold. Confiscate let's just, it. Let's just confiscate it cheap from, uh, from our citizens. Yeah. You know, actually, that word confiscated, so that was, I did have a look, because I, I looked up this particular thing up on, yeah. um, and, on the internet. And one, I did look at the, the Wikipedia article just to see what they had to say. And... There were things like somebody had written, uh, you know, the gold was confiscated from U.S. citizens, mm. and after the confiscated, there's like citation needed. It's like, <laughs> because that's it's just it's just left wing Twitter. Uh, sorry, left wing Wikipedia, isn't it? You can't say anything bad about the government. Oh, I see. I thought we were going to tell me that the word confiscate originated <laughs> with the seizure of people's gold. <laughs> no, no, it's just a, it's a, the, the, the you know the Wikipedia is just is just awful. Yeah. Um, anyway, on to World War Two. Um, so the US did well in World War Two compared to lots of other countries. Um, a couple of reasons why um, they sold arms to lots of other countries, particularly in Europe, for gold, um, and they also they didn't get decimated. Like other mm. countries, like like us and France and other places, they didn't get bombed to smithereens, no. so they didn't suffer the damages. And because of that, and allegedly, they had they ended up with um, like the majority of the world's gold after you know trading with all these European countries and confiscating it all from you know from the well, citizens. Well, and the the supply of uh, of food and other resources as as well. It was they they kind of brought us to our knees while propping us up through the war wasn't it it was like none of it was done for free we'll give you all this stuff but we'll take all your money yeah essentially all your gold well yeah and by by money i mean gold mm. to the point that they knew they would then become a term you're going to come to yeah so and anyway so at the uh, the second world war lots of countries were in a in a bad way they could no longer keep the gold standard um so the they came up with the Bretton woods agreement um which is Basically, that other countries could hold dollars instead of gold, and again, like you know, like you could turn up at the bank, they could turn up with their dollars and essentially exchange it for gold if they wanted to, because America had had all this gold. That's where you know it, it was as good as gold. That the, the term as good as gold. That's where yeah. that, that's where that comes from. Um, and at that point, they became the world's reserve currency um, because you know currencies were just no they, they they could no longer. I mean, so sterling for a while was uh you know the most held currency but it wasn't really a reserve currency the, the, the same way the dollar was because everyone still had gold in their reserves it was only really from this point onwards that people started stocking currencies instead of gold because there was, was no real other option um 
Then America went on again, as it does, as, as all countries do, went on spending sprees, um, particularly in the 60s. Um, and uh, generation. And France started, I think it was France, one, one of the, and I, I know there was a Belgian economist who, who, who talked about um, the problems that you have when you want to spend money and you are the reserve currency. Mm. Um, but I think France started asking awkward questions um, to America, you know, saying, you're uh, spending, spending a bit of money at the moment in America, aren't you, with uh, Medicare and uh, Medicaid and uh, the Vietnam War and uh, sending a man to the moon? Everything's all Allegedly. Okay. Everything's all okay, isn't it? Um, and, uh, okay, okay, hands up. Okay, we, we're not really okay. We have been spending more money. Uh, and then Nixon takes America off the gold standard at that point. 1971, I think, yeah. Closing um, the gold window. Yeah, so America gets taken off the gold standard. Um, but then soon after that... So, again, what that means is that you could no longer exchange your dollars for something real and at that point onwards america could just print as many dollars as they wanted with no consequences which is basically what they were doing anyway not with no consequences well but i know what you're saying you know with, with with few consequences for the people printing them and likewise you know you said earlier that you know could no longer stay on the gold standard of course Eddie, everyone could have stayed on the gold standard but what they wanted to do was create money out of thin air. Yes. And all of the... I, I can't think of any benefits. <laughs> certainly, certainly now. Uh, anyway, so soon after that, um, uh, America did a deal with Saudi Arabia. Mm. Um, this is the important bit. Yeah, so and this, is, this is the beginning of the petrodollar. So you've got... The, 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 the context is they're no longer... Um, uh, they're no longer on the gold standard, so they can't. You know, they 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 don't have the security that they that they once had, and you know, demand for the dollar is going off a little bit because you can no longer exchange you know your dollars um, uh, for gold. So there's less of an incentive for other countries to hold dollars. So what they did is they did a deal with Saudi Arabia around security and stuff for all their oil um, to only um, be bought and sold in dollars. And that became the petrodollar. So, it's it's not as it's obviously nowhere near as good as being on a gold standard, but it's better than not being. You know, it's 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 it's, it's something rather than it, nothing it, against the backdrop of every everybody else and nobody having anything. It's ever so slightly better. It it meant that when you held dollars, when you were in some other country, you could always buy oil with you it. You could always buy oil, and everyone needs oil. That yeah, absolutely. So it's. It's not just about gold, you know. It, you can you could back a currency with an with other commodities. I mean, it wasn't backed by oil, no, because the price changes. But you could but always it's effectively backed by oil. I mean, it, yeah, it's 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 better than it's better than nothing. I mean, when it's backed by gold, gold can still go up and down in price. Oh, right? sure. So you know, it's it's just another another commodity. Yeah, but we're, can, we're we're pulling a lot more oil out of the ground than we are with with than gold. Yes. So it's a, it's a, it's a more flexible. But we also use it up more than we use gold. Sure. Sure. So it's an interesting I mean oil is an interesting commodity in and of yeah. itself. Um but now this is so this is this is going going to kind of modern times and that's been the kind of you know the the, the case for for many years. Um but now China is 
talking to other countries about potentially dropping the dollar. Um, and what's interesting is they do, they have been talking to some, some pretty bits, so that Russia, obviously, because um, Russia don't particularly like America at the moment. Um, Pakistan, they've been talking to. I think India as well. Or the, the BRICS countries. Yes, yeah, certainly Brazil. Um, and Brazil are like the biggest economy in South America. Uh, and Saudi Arabia. They've been talking with Saudi Arabia. Well, my understanding um, is that Saudi Arabia has said they will accept. I think they, yeah. I, I will, think I have now. Yeah, they they will accept other currencies. They'll, they'll specifically they'll, they'll accept the yuan. Yeah. So um, there's now the petro yuan, or however you pronounce it. I say yuan, I don't yeah. know, but I'm not Chinese. Um, so I don't understand what the difference is between yuan and the renminbi, but I don't know whether that's the, the it, same as pound and sterling or something. It's yeah, it's like um, it's like dollars and bucks. It's just is another it? it's just another term. Just for another it. term yeah, for it. It's, an, it's oh, another okay. term for it. It's like yeah. pound and quid. Right, gotcha. It's my understanding. Um, so now countries are going to have a you know have a choice between um, you know uh, investing or holding dollars and yuan. Um, now it it it's it's a big it's not it, it might not be a massive thing, um, but it's still pretty huge. I don't think that everyone's going to switch to the yuan. Um, no. Because as much as it's still a choice between that and the dollar, and although America have monkeyed around and they've had like price controls on their gold and they're printing, you know, printing dollars left, right, and centre, China have been doing exactly the same. So it's still a choice. Oh, they know better. Between it's still a choice between you <laughs> one know, horrific, yeah, fiat currency one one and mismanaged currency and another mismanaged currency. Yeah. Um, and but it's still it's still it's still Which a big set thing. Which communists would you like to look after your currency today, sir? Yeah, but just think think about it's about the knock-on effects. That's what's important. Yeah, and think about the inflation that America would have if everyone started getting rid of their dollars and yeah. not holding them. Yeah, yeah, and that would have knock-on effects with the entire world. Yeah. So this is this is a big thing, and and. Not really anyone's talking about it. And so Dave Smith made a good point the other day because he's, he's mentioned it a bit on his show and saying that he doesn't know how people like CNN would ever do it because none of their listeners know anything about this. They've never talked anything about the gold standard or currencies or whatever. How would they, how would they deliver this news to their listeners when they've been pretending that nothing is happening and everything is fine yeah. forever? Yeah. So that could be why it's not talked about. But it, 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 is, it is interesting that now, you know, Things are things are happening with 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 China. So I added it to the agenda of our management board uh, meeting last week. I added very specifically the because you know I want to talk about risks. I want to talk about how how things change. And I added I added two things to the agenda. One was de-dollarization. Um, the the potential loss of the dollar as the US reserve currency and potential currency collapse, what long term what that might mean for the company, uh, and I also added um, the uh, the potential for China to invade uh, Taiwan or for there to be a, a military conflict there. That's the other thing I was gonna I was gonna move on to that. Have you heard? So this is the other thing that I I mean I've said it on this podcast. I've said it to you. Taiwan is next. I thought Taiwan would be before Ukraine. I didn't. I didn't think Ukraine would 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 happen. I thought it would be Taiwan. Yeah, I did too. Um, 
I remember saying in, in I think in February last year. No, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> Putin's not that not that mad. He's not gonna he's not gonna invade. It'll be you know Taiwan's what we've got to worry about. And yeah, yeah I got it wrong. Um, and now we have um, uh, an effective um, blockade. Well, have you have you heard of the, of the island? Did you did you hear Macron talking? No, I don't listen to him. Well, well, I mean he's in French, um, but he he gave he gave a speech the other day, and he was talking about um, not wanting not wanting to be involved in that at all, not helping not helping America out. We're, we're, we're going to sit we're going to sit this one out. Um, Interesting. Uh, in Taiwan, we specifically mentioned With Taiwan. Taiwan. Yeah. You see, and, and there was there was, but what was it? Actually, was even more interesting. Was I think it was Marco Marco Rubio, um, the little Italian yeah, yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, no. and he he sounded like um, he sounded like a bit of a mob boss when he kind of gave this kind of he, he did this kind of this forget piece, about it this this piece to camera saying you're not you know you're not going to help us with Taiwan maybe we won't help you with Ukraine, um, and he's saying you know it'll be, it'll be what a brilliant. Yeah, you know that'd be much better for Ukraine and for American citizens. He's saying, yeah, it'd be much cheaper we, if we we leave Europeans to sort out Ukraine and, and we'll we'll sort out Taiwan. I remember thinking, you know, I was you, you kind of expecting him to say, but we can't do that, and he was like, no, that's fine. I thought, okay, brilliant. Well, you know, and and Britain, why can't Britain kind of just just bow out as well? If it's that easy, because you know, you, on one hand, you're told them- we must we must fight this war because I want them to bow out of both. Well, yeah, of course. That's the that's you know that's that's what you want. Um, I mean, right. So the reason I brought up, I mean, obviously the the dollar stuff is interesting, and I I you know I gave a little speech, <laughs> a very short version of what you've just said is what I said to um, to our board, um, and and said so we've got to. I said this could happen in months or it could happen in decades, but we need to be ready for ready for this kind of thing and ready for the kind of changes. Um, uh, but actually, the thing that's that's much more prescient is Taiwan, because we're a technology company. Mm. We need kit with chips in. In fact, more than that. So something like two thirds—I don't quote me on the numbers—of you know all chips, computer chips, come out of Taiwan. So everything from your fridge to your laptop, you know, to whatever, has got a chip that's probably been made in Taiwan. But for us, it goes even further than that. All our appliances are manufactured in Taiwan. So not just the chips, but all of it comes out of that. We literally have stuff shipped on pallets from Taiwan, sometimes from China. Either way, so back in early 2020, um, we were hoovering up, spending lots of money on hardware because China was shutting down. So we were hoovering up whatever we could find because we knew this could last, well, frankly, for years. Um, China did open up a bit again, albeit it's not got back to the levels that it was before. Um, but and 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 we've and we've purchased again, and we and we've bought even more. So we've got you know we're we're stocked up to the nines, much much more than um, the bigger companies that we pitch against. You know, you try and find a hundred firewalls from Cisco, you're going to be waiting over a year. You know, they just don't have the stock at all. Um, but it represents a serious issue if we can't get stuff out of Taiwan. So we need to start planning now for how we might diversify our supply chain. And if Taiwan gets absolutely obliterated, or at least, you know, destabilized in such a way where it will take years of rebuilding to recover, and not least of which it might be years of rebuilding 
by the Chinese. So how much are they ever going to want to sell anything you know, outside again? Um, that means that we've literally got to wait for other companies to develop and produce chips and appliances somewhere else in the world. And that's going to take years. I mean, I've been saying for a couple of years that if I had, if I had the millions of, of pounds sat in the bank, then I would invest in a chip manufacturer here in this country or somewhere, somewhere safer. Because I was saying that from when China shut down, thinking that this could be a swing away from cheap Chinese electronics. And I'm even more sure of it now. If I, <laughs> That's where I would invest to, in, in, to actually do it. Not just take a stake. It would be, if you're going to start off a company, start it now, build chips. Because even though it costs more now than it does from Taiwan, you might not get any from Taiwan in three years, five years, in three months. And if it does happen, it will be a long-term problem. And so you'll be glad you did. Well, we're still having issues from the chip shortage yes. from a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, you know, like you try and, try and buy a car, you'll be waiting months and months and months instead of, instead of weeks. Um, you know, yeah. it, was, it was ages before like Xboxes and Playstations and stuff were being made. Um, I remember a friend of mine who he had a Land Rover um, Discovery, one of the disco sports. Yeah. And it was about three years old and, you know, had a couple of issues. He's like, right, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get a new one. Fancy new car. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't worry about money. Yeah. Um, so he went to the Land Rover deal and he said, well, I can order you one. It'll take at least a year and it'll be half as good as this one because all the new models have half the computing on them because they just can't get the chips. So it won't do, won't do wow. what this one does. So he just sold it and bought a, uh, he bought a Defender. So he's gone proper old school now. Like an old Defender. An old Defender. Well, um, it's not, not that old, but the, 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 proper, the proper Defenders. Yes. So it's like one, of the, one, of the, one of the later ones, but yeah, yeah. Um, a proper, proper old school Defender. Interesting. Um, yeah, he went, he went the other way. Yeah. Just going back to China as well. So um, obviously they're not, um, they're not behaving particularly well in Taiwan. But they have kind of been acting like the grown-ups elsewhere in the world. Mm. Um, so there's a ceasefire in Yemen, and the the only reason um, they've managed to, you know, that that's happening at the moment, is because China have managed to arrange talks between Saudi Arabia and Iran. Not America, not Britain. They're not acting like the grown-ups. They're just the ones saying, "Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll do whatever. We'll do whatever Saudi Arabia wants because we pissed them off with the with the Gulf Wars. We need to placate them. So here, have some planes, and we'll help you with your blockades." Haven't haven't you thought for a long time that the people that our government, the Western governments, say are the bad guys, probably aren't the bad guys because they themselves are bad guys. Like, how, how long have you been in that mindset where if they say Russia bad, and I'm not talking about just the two years of, or the, the, uh, the last year of Ukrainian invasion, but everything from, you know, Islamic terrorists through to Russia, to China, to anywhere, anywhere that's considered bad because they say so. And they continually put out, you know, anti-name-the-country propaganda. Well, they didn't think very much of Ukraine until recently. Yes, so they can change their tune. And, yeah. and that's, that's Ukraine was full point. of Nazis until until according to the twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then suddenly there were none there. Yes, um, 
But are you with me? In the, um, have you have you been growing up in the last twenty years thinking China bad, China bad, China bad, or have you been thinking it's not that simple? Not that China's good, but it's not. You know, it's probably in a similar vein to America in terms of you know. In in some ways, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not saying they don't have human rights violations and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, the, when you look at how much that the West lies to its people and kills its people in different ways. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I've been I've been of the opinion that they're all yes. unbelievably obnoxious. Yes, um, I mean, I, I you can't single out Russia and China as being somehow the global pariahs. No, and certainly not. Certainly not Russia compared to... I think China are far worse than Russia. How about Iran? Iran are pretty bad. Um, But how much of that is because of Israel, which is propped up by the US? Oh, yeah, I don't think... They're they're no worse. Iran Iran aren't any worse than... Name all the countries that Iran's invaded. Yeah. This is what I'm getting at. I mean, so with China, it's always their own citizens. Yes. And, like, you know, the the, the Uyghur Muslims... But at least it's just their own citizens... (laughs) There are quite a few of them, though. I know, and there are millions in concentration camps. I know, and the you know the the Uyghur stuff. Is yeah, it's atrocious, horrific. Um, and I've known about that for a while. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. If you want to see a dry run for the, the modern day gulags, then there it is. They get rounded up, put on trains, shaved heads, and all that. Awful. Mm. Um, yeah, Amer- I mean, America is one of is one of the worst, just because of the number of countries they've invaded and bombed and droned, um, and paid off and influenced, yeah. and yeah. And we'll get into this a little bit later, but stuff like nine eleven and, and that kind of thing, mm. you know, the the, the I'm ti- looking the, forward to talking the, the, the about ti- that. the Titanic that you mentioned that I had no idea about. Oh, we need to kill two people, but let's just kill hundreds. Yeah, that's the, and, and this is where. There, it's not like I'm not saying there's parity because it's different mm. but I will happily put in the same boat that that's a, that's an ironic phrase after what I've just what we just said <laughs> I will categorize in a similar fashion the Chinese who cart off the Uyghurs and Hillary Clinton pretty much with with, with what they did to the you know the people in Twin Towers, as as an example, because you you said they're oh they're killing their own people. Well, yeah. the US kills its own people. The people that should have been on is it Flight ninety three? What was is that? The, I forget the numbers. The the one that um, allegedly um, they brought down the 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 passengers brought down and it and it yeah, evaporated in the field. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember the name. It was. It, I want to say ninety three. United. Could, yeah, United ninety three, wasn't it? That was the name of it. It could be. Um, it could be. They. I'm. I'm pretty sure they offed all the people that went on that plane. Yeah, for we'll, the greater good, comrade. We'll, we'll get. We'll get in. We'll get into that in a, in, in, in a bit. Um, but yeah, now America, America is. You is think awful. of the. You think of the yeah the horrific psyops. But even even aside, even aside. Even aside from all that, if if you don't, you know, let's just let's just say that all these conspiracy theories are rubbish. Just for a, a moment, think of the number of people that they've they've invaded, that they've bombed. I mean, the yes. amount of people that Obama the droned, amount, the amount of children that died in Iraq. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're just as bad with their propaganda. Do you remember? Do you remember did you hear? Um, 
Do you remember the propaganda about um, Saddam Hussein sending the soldiers or the Secret Service in to hospitals to unplug all the incubators? And, yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Did you hear about? And that, and that was, was just complete. That was that 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 was some woman who was like the daughter of someone important who was just who just like made the video. Was it, it was just complete was propaganda? It, was it Madeleine Albright, who's on on camera on record? Saying that it was the right thing to do to kill those children. Was it her? You you know the quote I'm thinking. Yeah, how did it wasn't? It was something. Wasn't she asked whether it was worth it or something like that? Yes, she said absolutely. Yes, it was. was. And then they were kind of qualified. Like you mean, you know, that's Sam Harris levels. Mm, Yes, it is. Yeah, he's he's become like a measure now, hasn't he? I, I did. I so I did. I listened to the, um, I, or not all of it, but I listened to a good couple of hours of his, um, his interview with, uh, or Lex Friedman interviewing him. And I don't he, know how you managed it? Oh, I was in bits. Um, but he he went. He was talking about. He was talking about little girls, in the first two minutes, and he was talking about stuff like he's he, obsessed. He thinks it's he thinks it's a bad idea that everyone has smartphones. Because they can they can take all these pictures and images of little girls being killed in, in in countries and being bombed, and it's going to make us harder to make those decisions in the future. What? What are you saying? That the public seeing pictures of children getting hurt or dying in other countries is going to make them squeamish for supporting the bombing and killing of children in other countries. Yes, that's that's exactly it. He's he's always been a warmonger though, hasn't he? That's that's, that's not warmongering. That's inhuman. Yeah, he came across as being a psychopath. He's a psychopath. He's an absolute psycho. This is where you start realizing they're bloody everywhere. Because he, I remember he, there was another bit where he was four percent of the population. He apparently. was he was talking, um, he was talking about the clips that went viral because Lex was asking him about you know the interview on trigonometry and stuff, and he was talking about he says yeah some guy kind of you know all you have to do is ask him about his last interview produce produce the clips and and he accused this guy of being a psychopath. Is that the, what the person who produced the trigonometry clips? Yeah. And, and what? And I remember thinking, but these weren't these weren't out of context. These clips were like two, two and a half minutes, minutes long. Yeah. So it's not like they were like cutting and splicing like they did with Homer Simpson. Or just <laughs> do you remember the video where I the do. clock's changing the time? It's not like they did that. They just it just had him talking for two and a half minutes. You know, wanting wanting a little more transmission blockage and a little more child death, or however he however he phrased it. Children, give give me give me a little more. You've made a meme. Yeah, it's you know, give me a little more transmission blockage, and and give me children being preferentially killed, was what he said. Yes, it was. Um, so, so, but yeah, the guy, the guy who who just clipped that is is the psychopath. M- Majid Nawaz has just recorded an interview with him, uh, and uh, the email popped up earlier. I was like, delete. I do not want to know why. Why are you giving him airtime? Why? I get, that, I get that they used to be mates, that they're like, you know, intellectual dark web and all that stuff. But he's crazy. 
I mean, it might be. I, I, I will wait you're for not, other. I'll you're wait not going to reform him. I'll wait for other people to uh, to listen to it. But it might be nice to see or to hear him being told off by a mate. Well, just get shredded by him potentially. But I don't know if he's, if if, if it will be a bit too softball because they're friends. This is my concern, and I have. A, I mean, look, I have a problem with adversarial interviews in general, really, because it's just not. It's not that fun. This. This, you know, Elon Elon Musk shreds BBC, you know, guy or whatever. That I was quite funny. I just don't care. But it's all so predictable. What do you want me to what, do? You want me to be surprised? Well, surprised I was... that Elon Musk is not smarter than a BBC journalist and less woke. I, I know that already. I was surprised by the lack of research that that journalist did. Right, aren't you falling into the trap there? It's got nothing to do with research. It's got to do with his entire worldview. Yeah, but because of the worldview, he just he just wasn't anticipating any pushback at all. Yeah, but that's not that's not not doing your research, is it? I, I, he could have he could have done some research, but he didn't he, because he, he, he thought it was going to be an easy research, interview. If he'd have done his research, he'd realise he was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Um, but yeah, and, and this, so this is this is another thing that's wound me up about Sam. Harris. While we're on Sam Harris, okay, Please. we can then broaden it to psychopaths in general. Yeah. So, the, <laughs> um, Nick, there was a time when it was only reasonable to believe that the vaccines would save us all, and he's he said that, and a number of and a, a few people have said that as well. I the, I cannot find the basis for that statement. There's no basis for it. Um, however, they're now trying to so for a start, these people are they're trying to frame themselves as the as the free thinkers. Can, I mean, yes, I'll, I'll let you go into that for a second. But I think what they I'm going to Kathy Newman him. I think what he's really saying <laughs> is because it, it, this is about trying to convince himself. You know, of, isn't yes, it? obviously. Yes. Um, he, yeah, he's desperate to find enough excuses to go, I haven't been duped, I haven't been duped, I haven't been duped. He thinks it was reasonable for him to trust that they were safe and effective. And it's the trust element that I think is the most important part of that. And he won't frame it as that, but the point is he's trying to justify his trust in Government, FDA, yada yada yada, Fauci. Yeah, but also he's what he's doing. The way he's framing it is that in order, in order for you to be classed as a reasonable human being now, then you have and to think to, like and him. To, well, to, to, in order to be right on, on the right side of history, you you had to have been wrong in 2021. Which is why he's going. You know, he's going against people <laughs> like like Brett Weinstein and, and these things. Um, you know, you can't. You know, you, you couldn't have been you right got, all the time. You got you got there too early, and if you got there too early, there then must be something be wrong trusted. with you. I mean, that is a special kind of inversion. It's isn't incredible, it? isn't it? Yeah, that's gaslighting doesn't even do it justice. Projection doesn't even do it justice, does it? It's yeah, it's it's that's, incredible gaslighting. Isn't that it? is a well, it's a psychological trick I suppose fascinating absolutely fascinating sure, again surely only someone 
with, I was going to say, deep psychological problems. I mean, I think he does have deep psychological problems based on all the stuff he keeps saying, you know, stuff that comes out of his mouth. But he is, it's manipulative. So that's, it's, that's narcissistic behavior, isn't it? Yes. As be, well. Be, you yes. had to have thought exactly the way that I did. Yes. Be, or you're wrong. And again, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's like right. narcissism crossed with psychopathy. Yeah. And um, uh, what was the term I was going to say? Um, it's like wife-beating behaviour. It, he's trying to justify his, his, his bad behaviour. Yeah? I, I can't articulate it I, any Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you um, mean. Again, hence the manipulation, the gaslighting, um, uh, and it's all about him, and it's all about justifying his position. Yeah, because she deserved it, Your Honour. And uh, and he's been he's been bad mouthing Brett Weinstein, and he's he's been so. This is another thing he's been doing, and I've noticed him do this a couple of times. He's trying to to paint Brett Weinstein as being uh, obsessed and saying. Oh, we did a hundred podcasts or one hundred and fifty podcasts or whatever on on yeah on the vaccines. You know, I only I only did two or three podcasts. I had like one guy on at the beginning and this and that. Of course, everything was going your way. There's no need to you know if if nobody was yes. being vaccinated, you were in the minority. Yeah, if nobody was being vaccinated and and and, or and, rather, and people weren't dying left, right, and centre of heart attacks, Brett Weinstein wouldn't have felt the need to do those. This is low status versus high status opinions. Yeah, when you've got a high status opinion, you don't need to go on about it. <laughs> and yeah, and just just, just the fact that Pete, everything's everything's happening the way he wanted it to, yeah, you know, with 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 vaccine rollouts and talks of mandates and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Of course, he doesn't need to talk about that. Yeah, um, I was I was actually thinking about these people in general as well, um, because there's, you know, that some people were wrong, some people were right, and you know we've talked before about you know like about Sam Harris and you know and his ridiculous decisions and Scott Adams. people about Scott Adams as well, who's now saying that you know that, you know he was wrong. But he's kind of like really. still trying to kind of justify how he got there, and he thinks it's like mainly luck and that kind of thing. Um, and I just, I, I think that so you want to surround yourself with the right people, don't you? If you got this right, I don't really care why or how. I just, you know, it could be it could be distrust of government, it could be distrust of big farmer or whatever. It it could be a little bit of luck. But I think it literally does not matter. I don't. I don't care. I. I, I don't. They, they keep focusing on the method, but you're yeah. right. I, it's I, the answer. That's I, I want to surround people, but I want to be surrounded by people who don't get duped and can yes. call bullshit, regardless of how they call bullshit <laughs> yes. on on stuff. I want to be surrounded by people who can call bullshit on anything like this. So if you got it right, the luckiest person alive could. It, it doesn't matter. They, yeah. they would be giving you the right advice. Yeah, it's like the you know the the you know I'd rather be lucky than good. You know, it's I don't, yeah. you know, if if someone is just lucky and getting all right, you know, then fine, I'm 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 fine with him being in my you know in my circle of friends. Um, mm. You know, I, I just want to I want to be involved with people uh, who don't get duped, who, who can call bullshit. Um, and I don't really you know for whatever reason, if you didn't get well, fooled, I just then brilliant. I, I like being right, and so again, almost doesn't matter how that arises. Yeah. Um, and I 
also like the truth. And again, I'm not. I'm not saying that the. Um, I'm not saying there's no method. Yeah, I'm not saying the ends justify the means in specifically getting the truth or getting the right answer. But they are talking about. I mean, come on, look. These are magic formula people. Okay, these are the, these are people who think this is perfect blend of. Of, of you know people in the state society in the state and you know if only we tax the just the right amount if only just the right amount of regulation just the right amount of government Th these are magic formula people they also they're magic method people as well and so they think that they can if they just think a bit harder th this is an important point isn't it these people are deep thinkers they're big thinkers scott adams thinks a lot sam harris thinks a lot and they do thinking a really bad name. Overthinkers. Well, I, do you think? I'm not. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure it's that simple. Um, but actually, I do question their method of thinking because their method of thinking has brought them to this point where they think that their methods of thinking are the only right ones, and therefore the only possible way you can have the right answer is if you think like them. They are. They are like they've got this monotheistic thinking. Well, yeah, you've got you've got two different things. You've got Sam Harris who says you can only be a sane human being by getting by getting it wrong initially because it was you you, you it can yeah. only have been reasonable. That 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 was the way he described it. It was it was time where it was the only and the only reasonable thing to do was to believe in the vaccines. That that was that was his point. Um, whereas, you know, um, Scott Adams is is he's. I had a decent method, and I got it wrong. Therefore, you must have been lucky. That's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. But that's 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 what that's kind I, of where yeah. he's been where he's been going at. And these people, because they because they they think that they're clever, and they, yeah, they are they are they're, they're clever people. They're clever, but that's dumb from from an IQ point of view. Clever, um, you know, you can get. You, I mean, they're you, not very smart. No, they're probably not very streetwise. Um, uh, but they, because they think they're clever and they've come up with these methods, they 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 believe that, and it, 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 I can understand why it's difficult because it's all the it's all the working class people that got it right, isn't it? Mm. And then all the supposedly clever people in like middle management and above were completely fooled. So there they're thinking, well, hang on, if we got it wrong and they got it right, then. Then that just must have, either, either either must have been luck or or the I don't know to be honest I don't Still really don't know, know I don't yeah. really know what how they can the, the, the amount of cognitive dissonance this is why I think there's going to be a mental health crisis because the amount of cognitive dissonance to to not just stand back and think wow you know because I I would be if I, if I got something wrong and 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 loads of other people got it right I'd be thinking right I need to I need to you know I need to find out how they how they got there um, yeah. And Scott Adams has done a bit of that, but he's been a bit he's, condescending there's, with it. He's, there's some window dressing of that, yeah. from what I can see, which is not the same thing. He's humouring some people, mm. but he doesn't. But he's asking he lo he's asking loaded questions, and he's he's yes, having to loaded. use very liberal definitions of some words and very strict definitions of others in order to to, to get his get his points across. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, some some of these people. I mean, Sam Harris is. Certainly, some of the things he said came across as being a little bit psychopathic. So I was listening to uh, a James Corbett flashback podcast where he like 
he'll he'll bring up and introduce something from he did years ago, uh, and this one was all about psychopathy. Um, really, good. I, I, I recommend it. This is back from two thousand and nine, where he gets into and quotes, um, you know. The, the the guy who came up with the tests for whether or not you're a psychopath or not, you know, right? Properly, the, properly. The he's ones the, that they gave Chris Hume. <laughs> <laughs> well, not gave the Chris Hume, but no, the ones the that Guido Fawkes gave. Yeah, yeah. yeah, answered on behalf of Chris Hume. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, so it's 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 fascinating. Um, but what I didn't understand was the difference specifically between psychopathy and sociopathy. And of course, these are all just labels. You know, some some clinical diagnosis that a particular expert or experts has come up with. So within that context, um, you can develop sociopathy, um, whereas you're kind of born a psychopath. <laughs> I think it's I, I I I'm I'm again I might be wrong there. It might be that you can develop your psychopathy as a child because of your environment but my understanding more is that sociopathy is is based on your environment whereas psychopathy is the way you're wired i think i think it's that and i mean psychopathy is is you know it, it is literally not understanding you know emotions it's um it's finding human emotion fascinating um but it and, and you know the, the psychopath will see someone laugh and will go and you know practice laughing in the mirror. I mean that sounds creepy as hell, but that's kind of what it is. Is that they they don't they don't consider you know human life to be valuable, you know, and so the suffering of others, very specifically the suffering of others, they're quite happy with. Quite they're fine with. They oh, they, are, they, they think nothing they of think it. Nothing they think it. nothing of it. Um, so it's it's really scary when you start getting into it. And when you, I I've been coming to the realization recently. It was really interesting, really. So the only reason I listened to that particular podcast is because James Corbett put out uh, he's put out a short series of articles, and the the last one was all about what um, again he's quoting someone else. Someone else coined uh, or uh, pathocracy, um, i.e. psychopaths running the joint. That's something I've been really, really thinking about over the last few months. So it resonated with me. So I read that and then went back and listened to this. Um, I even had, do you remember, it was a few weeks ago, I had a, I had a conversation with ChatGPT about uh, psychopaths in, in government. Yes. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah. Because um, I, I wanted to push it to see what answers it would give. Because obviously it's a language engine. It is writing based on predicting what it thinks make good sentences it's a narrative on, engine based on what it's been fed mm. and the biases and balances within what it has been fed um, and so I knew that trying to make it go oh well of course you should abolish government was going to be a really difficult thing to do um, but I, I, was, I like testing it with these various angles didn't you finally get it to admit that it might be slightly problematic or something like that this was what was interesting and we looked i i think um i can i started going down the racism route with it as well you know what what if we could show that you know the majority of people in power are racist what would you do about that 
And of course, it thinks that's a much deeper problem <laughs> than if the people at the top are psychopaths. Um, you know, hmm, it, the, the psychopaths angle of, you know, if we could, if we could show that greater than fifty percent of uh, of the of the cabinet was psychopaths, you know, what would we do about it? And like the the, the stuff coming back is, oh yeah, that that's. That's concerning, you know. <laughs> you should you should probably you know, and, and again, it's just voting them out and stuff. Yeah. Or you should, you should have hold some hearings. Yeah. It it wasn't it could not form a narrative that in any way considered that all of the the, the cathedral might exist, and that therefore it was a self supporting, self fulfilling thing. Whereas racism, well, then that's that's got to be dealt with, and that's really bad and it's fascinating i i honestly recommend anyone to to go and write some stuff and quiz and quiz chat gpt because it's like a it's like a, it's a free way of finding out what the cathedral thinks you know of, of course we can look at the articles in the media or we could listen to politicians or whatever but this this gives you a way of not having to sift through that crap but of, but of asking questions and getting back what the what the current thing mm. is, and kind of test and testing it. So it's 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 useful for our side as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so can I can I make a prediction? You did make a prediction. You sent me a message. Is yes. This, is this that? Yeah. One? Can I can I can I make it on on, 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 on the podcast? Right. So live. Well, <laughs> recorded live. <laughs> my prediction, uh, one one of many, but my latest prediction is that psychopathy will become, or they'll try to to destigmatize it. Okay, articles will be written about how we need psychopaths in positions of power in order to make dispassionate, difficult decisions that ordinary people cannot make. You know the, the stuff about like yes. Sam Harris was saying. Um, so they might change the name, but they'll still be describing psychopathy. And my other prediction is that Sam Harris will be a cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. Now you see, this is this is this is interesting because I think that is, I think that's highly likely. I'm not saying it will happen. I think it's a, I think it's a, a top prediction. I really like it. Uh, it. It really made me laugh when I read the end where you put Sam Harris will be a cheerleader. It was like, yes, of course he will. Um, you see, I've been interested about how. Psychopaths again. James Corbett talks about this, which, which was great. Again, when you when you when you've been thinking about stuff and someone else writes about it, uh, yeah, that that's always great, isn't it? Um, and he was talking about how um, I might have even mentioned this on a previous podcast. How the media portrays psychopaths. You know, Netflix do countless series about serial killers and stuff like that, and murderers and all this. And it's because they want you to think that that's what a psychopath is. That the only psychopaths that are out there are the ones with an axe. Yeah? And, uh, you know, skinning people and all that, all that kind of stuff. That, that, that's a psychopath. Not this friendly, smiling politician over here that's in charge. Oh, no, no, no. They couldn't possibly be a psychopath. You, you are conditioned to think the psychopaths are axe murderers. They've got to be something like... A thousand percent more politicians that are psychopaths than serial killers, surely. I don't think four percent of the population are serial killers. 
I, I, and there are apparently 4% of the population are psychopaths. Just let, um, let me do an Elon. Let that sink in. <laughs> yeah. 4%. You and I know a psychopath. Well, I was just thinking about. I was just thinking. I mean, how, it's obviously a spectrum. It's a scale, but I was just thinking how how big is our extended family, and which of the four? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's a hundred people in our family. Um, but you know, a hundred people. Yeah, one of four of them are psychopaths. There's, there's probably twenty five people, and so one of them. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. No, when you put it like that, or or is it that they're all from the same same families? <laughs> You know, the Clintons. Bush. The, yeah. <laughs> the Bushes, the Blairs. The Harrises. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, is it... Is oh, he is might, it he might be a sociopath. He might, have, he might have already developed this tendency. Yeah. But is it... Is it well, I say... But isn't... Aren't... So, I, I always thought... The Psychopaths soci- are wired differently. Yeah, I always thought sociopaths weren't quite as bad, as quite as emotionally stunted as, and as and psychopaths. I th- and I think that's because they weren't born psychopaths. Right. I think they have had traumatic experiences in order to get to the point where they start switching off those parts of their brain if you like and start becoming amoral in that way and so again this was the point that um, James Court was making you know over 10 years ago is that the conditioning by those people at the top if you let's let's charitably assume that the number of psychopaths at the highest levels of government is more than 4%. Because we know that it, it, it's a self-selecting thing, so that there, there are more people as the, you know, the CEOs of, of, of huge companies. And we know politicians, people in positions of power, more likely to be a psychopath. So let's say 50% of them. <laughs> then what's going to happen is, is that they start, I don't know what the right term is, projecting that on everyone else, conditioning them that that's the right way of thinking, desensitizing. Children in Yemen, no one cares. They should, no one cares. All of the death and destruction and the psyops and the conspiracy theories and all this kind of stuff is all part of desensitizing you so that your prediction can come true which is that they will slowly start on another word i'm thinking for normalizing they will they are they will normalize their condition and i don't even think that's um necessarily an overt aim i think it's that of course you normalize your behavior i normalize my behavior by being and by being around other people and it, you know it, it rubs off on you and so that's what they're doing and so they are slowly turning the population into sociopaths yeah but i, but I genuinely think that, that psychopathy will be though though it will be touted as yeah, necessary as, yeah as as beneficial for a leader necessary. in order in order to make tough decisions because you know normal people just can't make these decisions and we need a leader well, we they need already, someone with these qualities i mean Dis- they, they'll describe it as being dispassionate and objective and objective, all that kind of stuff. Definitely. Um, it, Unemotional, you know. Um, they'll talk about abstractions being necessary. Yeah. And they'll also talk about the greater good. They they can't ditch the greater good. That that has to be front and centre with this. 
horrible thought. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry about that one. <laughs> I, look, I've already been there, unfortunately, which is that we're, we are ruled by psychopaths. And the reason I asked ChatGPT was on a number of fronts, but one was see if there were any ideas about how to deal with it. I mean, certainly, certainly at the very top. I mean, I imagine, yeah, you, you, the, you wannabes, you know, and the, top civil servants. Yes, the but, people running the show. Yes, but I mean things like local government and and you know even imagine lots of backbench MPs. Um, just just minor psychopaths, those ones. Uh, yeah, probably, probably. I think they're they're more likely to be sociopaths than psychopaths. Yeah, wannabes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wannabe psychopaths. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got to be, there's, there's got to be something wrong with you in, in order to want to be a politician and just have that amount of power over another human being, let alone the population. And that's the point, isn't it? Not just over one. Again, you've got the people who want to have power over one person, the wife beaters. Mm. Yeah? But these are population beaters. It's, it's a, on a scale that is pretty much unfathomable. Mm. But not to them. Because they don't care. I mean, you know the there's the it's it's become a meme of Matt Hancock like wiping his eye when when he was supposedly like tearing oh, up and grinning. Yes, when was it when the first guy was getting the jab? Was that it? I, I think it was. It was when that old guy, that William Shakespeare guy. It was like he was so he was just so happy that finally someone was getting a jab. And it's one of the strangest clips of video to see. I th- and the fact that they freeze-framed it on that and he is... Oh, I, it's just, I it just I sends chills down my spine. I don't think it was... He was. I don't think it was tears of happiness. He wasn't crying at all. No, but I think he was trying to be sad. Yes, trying. The whole point was that was all fake. He was. He wasn't. He wasn't happy. I don't think it was supposed to be like a happy emotion that someone's finally getting vaccinated. It was because he was getting. It wasn't being interviewed. And he, he was saying, "I've had such a rough time because I'm getting all stick from everyone, and I, or, you know, I've done the best I could with all the information I had." And and he started crying, and then he's like, "Got this, like, you know." I sorry. So uh, regardless of what it was actually about, I put that in the same category as drink the water. Humans drink the water. <laughs> Which was Mark Zuckerberg in Congress. It's what I said earlier. It's they will practice in front of the mirror because oh, this is what humans do. I don't think he's practiced drinking water very well. No, neither is Michael Gove. <laughs> Another psychopath. <laughs> you can't, what is it about, about drinking, drinking water? water? Um, but Matt Hancock on that was it Good Morning Britain or something? Yeah. Um, either whether it was planned or not went, oh, I'm sure I've seen in a situation like this someone, someone, someone should cry and they should wipe their and they should wipe tears from their eyes. So that's what I'll do. And of course it didn't look genuine. Because he's a psychopath. But also he's he no okay, so you you've qualified this before. He's also a moron. Oh this was this is so, a David Icke thing. Yeah. Oh, that was genius. So he's a moronic psychopath. Yeah, well, I mean, you could, other psychopaths could do that and be very, very good at it. Yes. But he's just a rubbish psychopath, which he's is why not, it's so... Right. Uh, he's not a rubbish psychopath. He's a moron and a psychopath. A rubbish psychopath wouldn't be very good at being a psychopath. 
<laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, but I'm not sure. That's sort of, he's not. He's not very good at disguising it. That's different. It doesn't mean he's. Does that mean he's any less of a psychopath? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but he's rubbish at it. I'm not going to say that there are good psychopaths and bad psychopaths, and that the good ones hide it better. That's that's good politician, bad politician, maybe, but they're all psychopaths. Yeah, I'm just saying on the scale of, on the on the scale of like yeah okay so you know you know how if you watch Sherlock yes where he gets high functioning psychopath he gets accused of being a psychopath says <laughs> no I'm a high functioning psychopath um, so there are high functioning well yeah high functioning sociopaths so there are high functioning psychopaths. And there are low-functioning psychopaths, and I think Matt Hancock is the low-functioning side. He he doesn't he doesn't hide it particularly well. No, no. You know, it's pretty. It's it's quite obvious, I think. Whereas others would be far would would do more of their practice crying in the mirror and the drinking of the water. Oh, that, and that. That's just reminded me of a of a tweet I saw today. Um, you know, I'm, I'm changing something massively. We can come back. Um, you know, January sixth. Yes. And you know who Ray Epps is? Is that the FBI guy who mysteriously went... Have you seen the memes? Went missing. Fed Epps. Have you seen, have you seen that? <laughs> no. So they've mocked up the whole logo. <laughs> Put his face in Fed Epps, which I think is just genius. Um, uh, he was on 60 Minutes at the weekend for obviously a, a full-on, you know, this can't possibly... It's all a conspiracy theory. Okay, this this poor guy who's had to go into hiding. He must be used to hiding his reputation and his identity. But anyway, like it, it's all, all nonsense. They're trying to trying to whitewash the whole thing. But one of the quotes on there is, you know, well, if he's a, if he's an FBI plant, then he's one of the worst one of the worst ones you know we've ever ever seen. And this, I just saw this person tweet. Well, somebody has to be the worst one. <laughs> 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 that's so clever. <laughs> that's so clever. That's Matt Hancock as well, isn't it? Somebody has to be the worst psychopath in government. Yeah. Well done, Matt Hancock. <laughs> Again, I'm not sure you can say that that's the worst psychopath. The worst psychopath surely is responsible for the most deaths. I don't mean yeah. I, I don't mean worse as in done the most damage. I mean worst at doing what he's doing and convincing Again, people. Worst at hiding it. Yes. Yes. We yeah. can agree. On that, yeah. Um, just talking about you know, like you know, being being run by psychopaths. So I was just thinking to myself because, and I, I'm not sure we've talked about this on the podcast as such, but um, we, we can't, we're effectively as human beings being being farmed. Yes, um, yes, it's like the Matrix. And yeah. I was just I was just trying to think of the trying to think of the similarities between us and like kind of farm animals. And and there are there are a few, so you know the first one is you kind of you kind of kept basically in one area, so you know we're 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 stuck in within some kind of fifteen minutes zone, <laughs> not quite that bad yet, but we're you know so so within the know, country we're 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 within the country and it's not you know you can leave but it's not particularly easy yeah but then if you do manage to to jump over the fence. <laughs> You're just in someone else's farm, <laughs> aren't you? Like the sheep who jumps over the fence is something in some oh, other, in some, other <laughs> some other farmer's field, and it's like us. You know, we pop over to France. Okay, yeah, okay, we're going to be farmed there's by no, Macron now. There's no free land. No, 
Yes. So we have the same issues that they have. You know, you're given, you're given things to help you live. You know, we're given like free healthcare. You will eat the bugs. Yeah. Um, um, and then you're expected to, you know, you're expected to work to provide goods for the farmers, um, which is what we do. We just, you know, I mean, if- you're you're vaccinated against disease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've um, never thought about it like this. This is awful. You know, you basically just kind of kept alive to 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 work to provide money to to the farmers. It's you know, um, I don't like this analogy. It's too right. good. And and we're we're you know, as soon as I get past fifty grand, um, uh, which is the majority of my income, I'm being taxed at fifty two percent. So insane. over it's over half. Um, so I did, and you're not going to like this. That's either. ignoring inflation. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry about this, but you're not going to you're not going to like this. But I, I was doing it because I, I was looking into this, um, and if I didn't do that, because I'm I'm taxed, I have my own limited company, and uh, I you know I pay myself a small salary, mm. and then I pay dividends, and obviously I pay corporation tax for the company. Do you need some more costs in your business? I could, I could be a cost. <laughs> I could come up with some costs. For yeah, you. we might we might need to do this, um, and uh, and then I kind of you know I pay myself the dividends. money laundering. That's I, what we need. I pay myself the uh, I pay myself the dividends, and then I pay like a dividend tax on top yes. of all that, which is like thirty three percent and stuff, and personal tax and all that kind of stuff. Um, but if I didn't do that, it would be even worse because you've got and this is this is something that nobody ever really talks about, but. Employers' national insurance, yeah. which is a lot, yeah. so it's thirteen point eight percent. Okay, um, now if you need to, if you need to find out how much your employer is paying, you need to add sixteen percent onto onto whatever onto it is your take home, yeah, or your or your you know, pay, your, 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 yeah. your pay rise or, or, yeah, or yeah. whatever it is. Um, so, and my point about this is that employees pay. Employers national insurance. Yes, you know there's oh yeah you're not paying it the company's paying it yeah but what where would that money have gone let's let's, let's say my company has ten grand to give me as a pay rise yeah then where does the where does the the thirty eight percent point eight percent come from where it comes out of the ten grand yes you know they could they yes. could make um they could make income tax paid directly by empl- by the employer and not the employee oh you're hardly taxed at all Mr Elliot. Yeah. Well, you are. It's just my. You know, the company's now paying fifty percent of the tax. P A Y E is one of the worst things ever, isn't mm, it? Yeah. Because of that. Yeah, it's up there with central banks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's hi- invisible. So the the, the point is, um, hiding taxes doesn't make them moral. <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, it's 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 your. You know, I, I would. <laughs> On the contrary. <laughs> you know, you you when when you get past you know. Fifty grand, you're pre, I mean, you know, and you're a permanent employee. Everything is pre-taxed at like sixty odd percent. I am deliberately not working it out. Yes, no, I don't blame you because I am in that camp. Yeah, yeah I mid- don't. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah, if you're if you're earning say you know over a hundred, if you're earning over a hundred grand, the majority of your income will be taxed at something like sixty odd percent. The majority of your income. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's a uh, sobering. The right, we're being farmed. We are being farmed. So, to be fair, there's a lot of 
there are a lot of you, you see a lot of cartoons and memes about you know being sheep and stuff, don't you? And so that's the other that's the other thing when you, when you mm. describe people as sheep, it's it's you know it is a farmyard reference, uh, you know wolves and sheep and and all that. Um, to be honest, watching Clarkson's farm though, sheep don't do as they're told as much as humans do. <laughs> They're jumping over fences, running into well, things. What's the sheepdog? And, yeah. Who are the sheepdog in this? Dogs in this analogy. God knows. I don't know. Sam Harris. <laughs> anyway, my thought process on the powers that be being psychopaths took me very specific. What one of the defining traits is obviously you know pathological lying. Yep. Um, and, and you know, we aren't short of examples of politicians lying. We'd love, we'd love it if your children didn't have to wear masks in schools, but the science just doesn't let us. The day after saying, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah, we need to do this because, because of sturgeon. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. Pathological. And as I say, there's no shortage of examples. That's just one of the most recent ones. Um, but taking that further to, to, you know, absolutely they are psychopaths. It, it does give you a certain amount of, of freedom to ignore or disobey everything they say. Mm. Because you suddenly realise, why on earth am I even questioning it? it? Why would you follow psychopaths? Why would you do as a psychopath tells you? You shouldn't. In fact, you very specifically should not do. That's why. That's why the contrarian is in such a great position these days. Because the amount of psychopathy on display is is so large that you basically get it right by doing the opposite thing. There's nothing wrong with being a contrarian, because if contra- by being contrarian it means not doing what the psychopaths say, then that goes in your camp of I don't care how you got there. You're on the right side. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's just, absolutely. It. Just do and say the complete opposite of what they do and what they say. Yeah, it 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 doesn't it doesn't matter how you got there. It doesn't matter how you got there at all. Yeah. I the tax is the tax is the most difficult of all of the things to avoid. Mm. I mean, obviously, avoiding them taking your land or pen, penning you in and all that kind of that's pretty difficult too. But you can live. You know, a moderately good life <laughs> within the pen. I mean, but just, just avoiding the yeah. stealing of the money. Well, I've, I've got a bit about this, but just, just just to go back to your to your point about realizing they were all psychopaths years ago. Um, that's why uh, disobeying all the you know the corona rules yes. and and just knowing it's all rubbish. It was the moral thing to do. Was yeah, but just just realizing that they were all. You know, all doing uh, doing the wrong thing right from the beginning was really easy for us. It's like, of course they were. They've, they've got everything wrong. So, yeah, you know, so yeah, yeah. I've ever known. Why wouldn't they get this wrong? Whereas yes. for everybody else, it's, it's like, well, they must be acting in our interests. Yes. And then it was really difficult for them to, you know, to think, oh, hang on, maybe maybe they're not. Right. Whereas we got there early. That it's far far easier. That is why. Again, coming back to your comments before about uh, uh, a looming or developing a burgeoning mental health crisis um, as the realisation starts kicking in that the that the jabs were harmful 
and um, ineffective, anti-effective. That that's what makes people question now: Was I right to trust or not? And that I really hope is putting a massive dent in that potential trust, even if it's just trust of a, an official. I, in fact, I'm almost to the point where I would rather that they lost faith in officialdom as opposed to politicians. If we can draw a dividing line there, I want them to to distrust independent, so-called independent regulators. I want them to distrust the civil servants. I want them to distrust the WHO, the supranational organisations, because they're going to struggle to remove them. Mm. They're going to struggle to have them change. They are, I mean, they are very faceless. Other than Tedros, these are faceless organisations, aren't they? So these people are going to struggle with the notion of, well, I, I know I can vote, but how do I get rid of the MHRA? How do I get rid of the FDA or the guy? How do I get rid of Fauci? Other than he just gets so old that he eventually quits. How do I get rid of Tedros? So if they start seeing that they are really distant from these people, that have the who was the guy who was chatting with Hancock and laughing about um, the Simon people, Case? Yes, the people going into the quarantine hotels, all Hilarious. this kind of stuff. Yeah, and they realise that these are if whether they think they're worse or just just as bad. That's a good thing because it will make them think. And as I say, they might end up being really disturbed by those thoughts, but at least they will start seeing what's true. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you talk about avoiding um, because I've been thinking about this and just the way that I've kind of, the way that I want to kind of view government because I'm guilty of, of, of doing kind of what everybody does. And so I came to the conclusion a long time ago that it's like a, type, it's a form of crime. It's like organized crime, isn't it? Mm. Um, and that was, you know, like, you know, it was David D. Freeman and Rothbard and these people who kind of, you know, 15 years ago or whatever, you know, kind of convinced, convinced me of that. Um, but what you've got to kind of, you've got to kind of bear in mind is that like, like any crime, you're never going to get rid of it. You've just got to avoid it as much as you can. You've just got to avoid it. It's, it's like, you know, when, when you talk to, you know, when you talk to like a, a left winger, um, uh, about crimes and stuff, and it might be about um, uh, vulnerable women getting attacked, for example. And you know, a solution that you or I might come up with is, well, why don't why don't we give them all guns? <laughs> okay, or at least some of them. And then there's there's you know the, the, to, to to start off with, if, and obviously it's not nice to have to pull out a gun and shoot someone, but it's far it's far great better than than the alternative um so for a start that will i want it to act as a deterrent what exactly so for a start that will put a stop in, in, in a, just pulling out the gun will put a stop to what's happening knowing that they've got a gun but, or not knowing that they've got a gun in concealed uh, yes. carry areas there's yes. far uh, fewer incidents of, of violent crime because you don't know if the fucker's got a gun yeah so you have to make this up. Oh, it's like asymptomatic transmission. Just assume <laughs> everyone has the virus. Assume everyone has a gun, 
act accordingly. Yeah, but you talk to a left winger, it's like, no, no, we need to just teach men not to do that. It's like, well, okay, so how many women are you prepared to, to allow to get uh, assaulted? How's that and, going and, until so that's, far? You know, you're never going to get rid of crime. No. And you're probably never going to get rid of government. So what you need to do is just accept that there's always going to be like a certain amount of stuff there and just do your absolute, absolute best to avoid it as much as you can. And hopefully in time, you'll be able to avoid well, all of so, it or most of it. I mean, I think you... I say you've got to go further. I, I, That's not to say you shouldn't strive for well, eradicating it. Building the alternative, building the yes. parallel economy, yes. creating that needs to be top of the list. Yes, absolutely. Because then you are creating your means of avoidance Yeah, um, as well. Um, but I mean, things like, you know, there was a parallel economy in, in Russia and then eventually yeah. kind of communism fell. And yes, they still had a government at the end of it, but it's far, far better. It's like if you had, if like assaults dropped from like, you know, uh, dropped by 80% or something, you wouldn't be thinking, hey, well, there's still so a few assaults to, going around. So we need to sell something useful to our listeners, something they need, something they want, but we need them to kind of... Buy it in gold. Send, yeah, or crypto and send it under the table. That's what... Yeah. That's what we need to do. Yeah, and we just need to we just need to form a community. Uh, well, of, this is my point. My point is here is not gouging our listeners. It is replacing something else. It is us replacing our means of income and them replacing their means of purchase, so that the the, yeah, the two sides benefit. It's a classic trade. Yeah, or it might be that you know you and I work in IT. And we're pretty good at a bunch of things. Yeah. And if you know, if somebody needs some help with IT, we can do that. And then maybe you can do the, something for me instead. Yes. the The point is, it, the the key point of this is it's got to be under the table. Yes, absolutely. That's the biggest part of it. Is it's got to be, again, the the the, the programming, the black market. The only free market. Yeah. Thing is, you can't say uh, what, what's. I love it when these things backfire a bit, um, because now I don't know what the the wokesters would call a black market, because you're not allowed, for example, black lists and white lists anymore. No red lists and green lists. No, you can't do that. That's, that's colorblind people. It's it's allow list and deny list. Really. Yeah, because they changed it. There was like it was costing them red and green. Why not? Colorblind people can't see the difference. Well, no, but it's still it's 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 written like you know like red list and green list. You don't need to be, a colorblind person can read the word red. Yeah, but I think it's uh, ableist. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean, it's all fucking ridiculous. But yeah, it's like you can't have um, uh, you can't have master and slave anymore, can you? Can't you? No. In fact, if you so if you go to GitHub and you create a new repository, yeah, uh, it won't be called Origin Master. It will be called Origin Main. Main. I've noticed that pop up more. Main instead of Master. Yeah. <gasps> can't have Master anymore. I had not spotted that. It's, that's because you're a racist, Nick. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Isn't that so ridiculous, though? I hate that I didn't notice that one. Mm. 
Damn it. Origin, Maine. I have to rename them. I've been them pushing because... stuff to Maine. Yeah, I, I, I have to rename it to Master. Because it, I've, I've got muscle memory. Yeah. You know, get push Origin Master. Get commit Origin Master. I mean, very specifically, without going into the technical detail, what what we what we do as a technology business involves you know network interfaces being master and slave yeah you got to you got to rename that i think that's problematic that's a, that's, a, that's a thing i mean we don't use that terminology it's not very nice terminology even if you forget the connotations um but interesting mm because you need a way of describing i mean i mean it is awful you need a way of describing some form of subservience. Uh, employer and servant? <laughs> I don't know. That's politician and citizen? Farmer and sheep. Yeah. Uh, this is your pleb server and this is your politician server. Yeah. Because we, yeah, there's primary and secondary and stuff like that, which you can use for some things. Um but master is another one. You see, I think when we've got clusters, I think one of them is still the master. It, it, you, you're making me really think about <laughs> terminology now. Yeah. That I see every day. But I'd not spotted. I'd, I'd, in the back of my mind, I'd filed away. That's some a, of these that's are a main, bit weird. Some of these yeah. are main, some of these are master. Uh, I, um, in my head, I think I probably just thought it's probably just someone's personal preference. Classic example of how, saving saving characters potentially. What, yeah, or or how best practice changes over time. Well, it technically is that according to them. I mean, look, I have no problem with the word main. Um, what's my my only problem? My only problem with it is that I. For twenty for twenty years, I I've been typing Origin Master, Origin Master, Origin Master, probably a million times. Master does mean more than main. It's the main one. That's not the same as it's the master. It's the one in charge. It's the most important of these branches. Mm. Not just the main one. It's the master. All other forks are subservient to that. Well, I would argue, and okay, and this is this is. Our, our our special listening friend, if they're not in IT, might not get some of this. Yeah. But you have you obviously have different branches. Yeah. And what you you know what you can do um, is you can just have your 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 main one, uh, which is you know origin master, and then you might have branch off of that to go and develop a feature, and then you branch back in, yes. and then you go live. Yeah. And you can you can have several branches off of off of master. In parallel. In parallel, running in parallel, and then when they're finished, they you merge back into them, yeah, you know, into master. Or they die, or they just end. Yeah, or or they don't work, and that's it. Yeah, um, and then you go live. Um, but if you don't do that, what some people do is they keep master absolutely pristine, right? And then they will have a develop branch. Yes. And then you branch off I've of develop, and then go back into develop, and then at some point, develop will mer- develop will you merge push, back into yeah. master. In that, develop is your main. It's never, exactly. it's never your master, but yes. develop is going to be your main branch. Yes. You can have master and main. Yes. I mean, there'll, there'll be more of an argument for yes. renaming develop, develop into main. 
because it's but, the main place you work. But it's not. It's not the master. Because yeah, and in that in that kind of that's um, uh, that's in that kind of Git flow. Um, mm. So the first one I described was GitHub flow. This one is Git flow. There's kind of a branch strategy. Um, you you rarely use master. You know, you you will merge you will merge back in. It's you know maybe th- these are for people who don't go live very often, and you might merge back in once a month, then go live and then and then merge my, develop off again. My devs are normies, so if I start saying to them. <laughs> We need more masters. <laughs> they they are going to think I'm a racist. Just saying, I don't, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to solve this problem. Yeah. It depends. I mean, if, if they've got if they use if they use GitHub Flow where they've just got one main branch that you know I would call master, but they could call it main. If they just branch off of that and then back in and go live relatively then quickly, main is, then the main is sense. fine because you've only got really you know it's 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 you've got the yeah. one main branch and then all your feature branches off of that. That's probably a bit technical for some for some people, but you can you can understand you can understand without having a knowledge in IT, you can understand we, how ridiculous it's just that the is. Changing of terminology to. I was going to say whitewash. Can we, we can't, can we say whitewash anymore? What do you say? I don't. I Greenwash. Don't, I don't like changing this kind of terminology, even if it, even if it made more sense. It, let's say it was main for, for forever, and then they changed it to change it to master. I probably wouldn't like that just because of the sheer number of times I've typed main. Just I would struggle you, to just because you hate change. Well, yeah. If, if you type, so, if you have muscle memory when you type certain things, You're such a conservative. <laughs> it's just it's just repetition. It's, it's progress, Andy. You're not you're not being very progressive. Correct. <laughs> I want to. I want to. There are certain things that I want to be able to. Yeah, I want to free my mind to be able to think of things. Yes. And to have as the most capacity. Uh, possible to be able to thinking of solving the problems that I'm doing when I write code. So in, or, in order to do that, I need to be able to do some things without thinking. I'm going to call mine M. Because <laughs> that is the easiest thing to type. And it can mean anything you like. It can mean main. It can mean master. I'm going to change it all to M. Yeah, the thing is though, I'm, just, I still wanna, I'm still going to want to type master. You know me. I'm all about the shortening of things to type, whether it's keyboard shortcuts or my email address, which is like five <laughs> characters in total. Like, I'm all about trying to shorten shorten this stuff. Um, so that's that, that makes sense for me. But I get what nobody, everyone else would look at it and understand it. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't write code very much anymore, though, no. do you? So no, you don't quite probably don't have the muscle memory. Um, no, oh, no it's I, like, have to, I have to look up Git commands. Yeah, but it's That's like it's like signing your name and stuff. You know, you just get used to doing it a certain way. And if I had to think about the way I, you know, yeah. I just, I just, I want to be able to just push my code without thinking. Um, Can we talk about nine eleven? Sure. Now, I think I might, I think I might be the one that got us into this kind of deeper dive recently. I think I shared with you a couple of things, and then you started looking. Yeah, what was it? it? Sandy Hook. Oh, was it, did it start with Sandy Hook? It started with Sandy Hook. Right. Well, okay, no, for me it started with, with uh, Sandy Hook. So you mentioned, I think the fir- one of the first ones you might have mentioned was Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Ah, yeah, so I was going through. These are the um, germ warfare um, interviews with various people. Um, and so, yeah, the Nagasaki and Hiroshima one was one I listened to. Very dry podcast, um, but interesting. 
um, from months ago. And so that led me to look into some of these other these other ones. Um, and uh, yeah, came across Jim Fetzer um, and the Sandy Hook one. I, again, I didn't know enough about Sandy Hook. I knew I knew some stuff about what um, uh, about what uh, Alex, Jones. Alex Jones had been going through, um, but I just didn't know enough about it. Um, uh, and so, listened to the Jim Fetzer interview with uh, with Germ, um, which is fascinating. And if you, you know, watch the video, and you can see his whole slideshow with all this you know, his photographs and stuff in as well. It's absolutely fascinating. In fact, he's got, he's got, he's got a new one. I don't think it's for public release yet. I think you've got to be a member. You've got to be a subscriber. Um, uh, where, where Jim Fetz is taking down that recent trans shooter thing. Right. You know, you know the one with the shoes change and all yes, that? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Where it's like, even, the, even a relative, you know, um, newbie like us can look at that and go, that's not right. Um, well, it's been given the Jim Fetzer treatment, so I'm I'm looking forward to watching uh, to watching that one. Um, but yeah, I watched really quite a long one that he did on 9/11, um, and then that just got me. Even while I was watching it, I was like pausing it and going and finding other videos and things and watching them. Um, so I I haven't finished that one because I I I, 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 lis- I listened to the Sandy Hook one. Yeah, and then I watched a watched it. On um, uh, on on the German Warfare website, yeah. which I think is probably just YouTube embedded. Or something. Uh, Odyssey, I think. Right, yeah. Because I wanted to see what he's talking about. What he's what he's talking about the pictures. Um, I went to Fetzer's website and you know, yeah, downloaded his. I might, I might buy some of his books. Yeah, well, so the book about Sandy Hook is now a PDF um, that's hosted ah, by another right. organization. But I, I can I can send you. So I downloaded. It. I can I can send you the link as well. Oh no, um, you did actually, because we started talking about one particular interview with someone. Yes, the, uh, the, the, the yeah. was it like the coroner or someone like that, uh, was... like a medical officer or something. Yeah, yes. very yeah. very awful, clearly lying. Yes, clearly lying. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but I, I listened. I listened to that one, and then I thought, oh, I'm quite enjoying this. I'll um, I'll watch the 9/11 one. So I was at, um, I was in my office, and you know, I kind of had it up on the big screen. And I was kind of watching the watching the nine eleven video, and I probably only got fifteen minutes through. I'm like, hang on a second, and then I'm just like googling, you know, videos yeah. of planes flying into the building, and suddenly, you know, all the other things that were kind of, you know, like information about okay, yeah, what what did what did the land outside the Pentagon look like when yeah, that kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. and I haven't got to the bottom of that interview yet because I've just been going off on tangents I was messaging you I was messaging yeah. you I, I, I'd, I'd um, I was watching one of the videos and I was like poor this is like really low, low tech but I was kind of pausing it taking a screen grab and pointing yeah. an arrow and saying look yeah. the plane has disappeared it's like absolutely vanished yeah and well. that was just that was just kind of me doing it so you know and then watching some of the f- forensic treatment that it you know that these videos have been given mm. afterwards uh, it was absolutely fascinating, but I remember at the time thinking, "Well, let's go back. Something. Let's go that. back." So obviously, this is very much our era, isn't it? Yep. Uh, and you know, classic thing. We all remember where we were when the planes hit the twin towers. Um, so where were you? Well, I was at work, um, and I remember, I remember one of the directors. So I mean, I was young, obviously at this point. I was only, um, I would have been. It was September, so I would have been nearly 21. 
So I was in one of my first jobs, and I remember one of the directors came in. I was like, a, you know, a jumbo jets crashed into a, one of the one of the twin towers. I think it's a terrorist attack. And I remember thinking, well, that's quite bad. You know, that's that's a serious thing to do. Um, and then there, and then there was oh, and another another one hit the other one. It was like, right, okay, that's a proper proper thing now. This isn't an accident. This isn't you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but I remember getting home. So this would have been like three, four o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, and I was tracking it on Yahoo because that's, you know, yeah. well, that's I, what you did, I, I Yahoo remember, News. So, so I was I was at work as well. How old was I? I would, I would have been 23. Yeah. Um, and one of the guys, so this is this is a guy who I've, um, I've known him for years. He was at the time, he was married to one of my best mate's sisters. Right. Since then, he's got divorced, and he's now married to one of my oldest friends, who I've known since we were like babies. Wow. Um, uh, which yeah, but anyway, anyway, and he's a bit of a joker. Right. right? He's, he's known for like winding you up and that kind of stuff. And he, um, and uh, so he comes in. He's like, oh, by the way, um, a plane's just been flown into one of the twin towers. I'm like, yeah, all right. He's like, no, 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 I'm being deadly serious. I'm like, yeah, 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 come on, pull the other one. Because I just thought he was just yeah. doing some silly prank. Yeah. Um, and then I had, so I had the internet at the time at work, and not many, not many people did, but yes. I, I had, I had internet access. So I remember everyone kind of crowding around, you know, yeah. my PC, uh, trying to find out information. It's like nothing is loading. It's like, okay, something, something's happening. Eventually, you get like these tiny articles. They don't really show you anything. Right, this is what I want to get into. And what pictures did you first see when you were looking on the internet at work? I mean, it would have been literally within the our first few hours, of course. But well, yeah, because because it was um, well, it would have been yeah, it would have been early after because it happened about was it about nine o'clock in the morning, wasn't it, American time? So, so it would about have been two two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was just like, in fact, it's a bit similar to this one that I that screen grab that I've got. On. <laughs> Um, it would have been something like it was just like the building on fire or smoking. That's exactly what I remember. I remember sort of a a grainy image of the towers uh, in the kind of mid ground and just the thick black smoke coming out of it. Nothing was high resolution. Yep. This was like a camera that just happened to be on top of another building. Like it was almost like security camera footage but there specifically was no images at all of planes and this is what this is what i want to kind of get into um i mean i've i've listened to and watched and read enough over the years um to to know that this is a an eo call it an inside job a psyop a hoax whatever to know that there was really dodgy stuff going on to know that People knew about it in advance, you know, all of all of that stuff. Um, but I never knew it to the extent that I have over the last just month of 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 doing this kind of research. And I've been absolutely gobsmacked by it because I've never looked at it into into that much detail. But it does make you go back and remember all of these times. So when I got home, I basically I went around a friend's house and we basically just watched it on TV. I, it was like. Sky News was that was the only like real twenty four seven news channel at that point, and so we just put Sky News on for the whole time, and the only things they showed just they didn't really ever show a person's face on. They just had the towers burning constantly, and by this point, 
they had some better shots, but they were still just of the towers burning. I'm pretty sure and it was on collapsing. a loop as well. Yes, and it was burning, and it was collapsing. And then they showed the burning again, and they showed them collapsing. They burning, collapsing, burning, collapsing. That was it. That's all they had, and there was no footage at all of like like the ones that you now see all the time. People suddenly looking up with their camera and a plane coming in and. All, all of that stuff, none of it, none of it was around. And well, that, I, that makes me question it straight I, I remember thinking it was a bit weird because they didn't show, because they weren't showing the plane flying into the building. And I remember thinking, okay, maybe that's because you, you don't want to show people, you know, dying instantly on, yeah. know, on, on air. Yeah. So I remember thinking, okay, I can kind of understand that because there must be, there must be someone, you know, with a, with a camera who caught that, particularly the second one. You know, the first one you could say, okay, maybe... But maybe, then surely maybe, all cameras are pointed at But then, that yeah, yes. every, everyone with a camcorder should have been... And there are, and there absolutely been. are. Most of the video footage you see is of the second one. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Un- understandably, yeah. understandably. Um, but I remember thinking there must have, you know, there must have been someone who could, you know, who would have recorded it. Um but then, but okay, you know, maybe the, maybe these recordings exist, but they're not showing them because they don't want to show you know people mm. dying instantly. But then, then they show the buildings collapsing. I think, well, if you're going to show the building with people in it collapsing, yeah, then you can show a plane flying into it. Yeah. So at that point, it's like, okay, well, well, why why are you not showing me? There must this footage must exist. Why are you not showing it to me? Yeah. And it was days and thinking, before. Thinking that was a little bit a little so, bit dodgy. Right, let me let me cut to the chase for our. For our listening friends, in in the Jim Fetzer interview and in other stuff that you'll find if you research online, and there's some great stuff that we that we found now, compilations of videos and analyses. Um, one of the suggestions is that, and this is going to sound preposterous to someone who hasn't heard about this, but again, I'm going to say that. Like you and I, when we heard this, then went into a proper, proper, proper discussion and deep dive as far as we could, analysing the analysis and the photos and everything else, that the planes were holograms. Or at least that second one that you see in all that footage is some kind of hologram. Now, my instant reaction when I'm listening to James Fetzer and he's going through this stuff and I'm just going, believable, 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 believable. Holograms. Holograms? Really? Holograms? You're telling me that this holographic technology exists that can project a whole three-dimensional plane? Really? And so that was my instant reaction, was of utter dismissal of that aspect of it. But then you start going, I was never that satisfied by seeing these videos showing a plane Entering and disappearing into a building. Now, again, from the outset, for our listener, I'm not saying that I am that I necessarily believe that they were holograms. But what I'm completely convinced of is that a plane didn't fly into the building. Thank you. Yeah, I'm 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 with you on that. So so one of the things I and there's a couple of ways that that can happen then. Yeah, because I'm I I know how bad memory can be for human beings in general yes and how suggestive they are so one of the things i thought might have happened was that something other than a plane flew into it let's say a cruise missile something just like as that. an example <laughs> because and that was another on one of the videos the actual sound was remarkably similar to a cruise missile yeah um, but let, yeah whatever it was some some other kind of missile flew into well i'm and, pretty and there sure were... it was also going faster 
than uh, an aircraft of that size could go at that altitude. Yeah, because the air is thicker the lower yep. down you go, and yep. it, yeah, it didn't have the power to go that fast. The, point being the winds would have flown off. There's and, all yeah. sorts of reasons. Yeah, yeah. but let, let's let's just say some, something else flew into the building, some kind of missile, and with the power of suggestion, everyone was just told that was a plane. You what you saw that then was a plane, and yeah. then. It was so horrific, so sudden that yeah. you're going to tell yourself exactly. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I, I must. I didn't don't remember the wings, but I must. I must have seen them. And then after a while, you're just going to believe that because you know, everyone's going. Well, of course, did you see the plane? Yeah, I saw the plane. There were fifty because I remember thinking there must be hundreds of videos. Apparently, there are fifty videos, and they didn't. It took a while for them to days. come out. Yeah, days. Um, they were all bought up by like CNN and people for like lots and lots of money. They were giving people a year's salary and all sorts to have you know, have all to the videos. To keep them quiet. So I'm thinking, uh, you know, maybe, maybe all the videos were doctored. Yeah. Now I think we've had this. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not sure about that, but that's a, it's a I'm possibility. I'm not sure either. And and this is where. I would love to know the truth. I really, really would love to know the truth. And it might come out one day. Well, let's, let's be clear. Some of the videos are doctors as well because you can see the wings going in front of and behind... Buildings. Buildings. Yes. So some of them were definitely doctors. So that... Whether yes, they all were... Yes. It's... I think that's, that's, that's important. And I've seen, I've seen some analyses of videos where you can clearly see they must have been doctored for that, for that reason. And we've, but we've seen videos where it's not as clear cut. We've analyzed, as you say, you've gone frame by frame on some videos, where it's not like it's going in in front of and behind a building on some, but that like when it hits like the smoke that's already on, that's already around the other building, um, that there's distortions and sometimes the wings disappearing, and then a very specific point where the plane's just. I mean, right here's the other thing: the planes in the videos disappear into the building this building made of huge great bits of steel and concrete when a plane hits anything it crumples i mean yeah the wings come off the right here's the other bit i love is they call it the the wily coyote effect is the cutout shape mm. on the building of a plane, including all the way to the wingtips, where you can see there are high-resolution photos of the hole in the side of the building in the immediate aftermath, where you can see them, the steel beams coming down, and then like a perfect cut mark, and then the next steel beams going down, that supposedly have been made by the wing tips. Now, bear in mind the shape of the wings on a plane... It, even if you somehow ignore that the nose is going to crumple, let's just assume that the nose manages to make it in to the point where the front of the wings is then hit. Then these you know, wings are sweeping back and they're getting the full force. They're thin. They're designed to be light. And they are just going to break off into pieces and break off of the fuselage. But no, apparently they stay on all the way up to the ends and slice through all of this steel. Ne- never mind not even changing direction at that point. Let's just say yes. that, that they were made of adamantium or something, <laughs> right? As soon as, the, as soon as the nose hit it, it would have bounced off at some odd angle. And, then and, the, wings would have, and the rest of it would have slowed down. Yes. Because this is the other thing you see. And it would, it would have probably hit it like flat on. Yeah. And the wings would have crumpled off. And But uh, you see... And you can do freeze frames on this thing. You see the plane disappearing inside, which 
shouldn't have happened. And so... And you don't... Well, at this point as well, you don't see the hole. No. There's like a couple of frames in the videos where the, there's, there's literally... There's, there's, built, there's, there's, there's plane and then there's no, no plane. plane and then there's the explosion. So yes. there's a bit where the building looks fine and there's yeah. just no plane there. That was a bit that I was highlighting to you. So of the possibilities, I think there is... I think they. Ha- I think that li- the second one had to be a cruise missile. The first one didn't have to be. The first one could have just been explosions. I mean, they had to have planted. And again, a cruise missile doesn't make the shape of a plane. So if it's a cruise missile and they've doctored all the video, then it only has to be the second one. The first one doesn't have to be. It can just be explosions. Even the second one must have... Detonations must have. Um, well, it needs a pla- it needs plane-shaped demolition, yes. doesn't it? So In that the- must have had pre-rigged demolitions, as well as the cruise missile, so that you can have something explode through the building as it as it goes in, because um, a, a missile is designed, you know, to do that. Um, and you've got the instant explosion as well on um, on impact as it goes as it goes in. At that point, it's either the videos have all been doctored because they all got bought up by the media and everyone got paid off or bumped off. Or, and again, one of Fetz's um, hypotheses is that there's another plane tracking that is projecting the shape of this of this aircraft. But I think it's just the timing of it, let alone the technological advancements of being able to project something a specific distance away. And so the other possibility that I can and what, just about get what my head was, around... What was projecting it? Another plane. Because that's so yeah. you've got another plane flying in parallel, like some distance off. I mean, just timing that so that they set off the explosions at exactly and the right time. This is what I'm getting at. So I think I think that's that's much more implausible. What is just about plausible for me, and I'm not saying I think this is cast iron at all because I don't think any of it really is. Cast iron would have made a bit of a more of a dent. Well, the building was cast iron. <laughs> um, is that the cruise missile had a projection emanating from it around itself? That's much more plausible than another plane. Yes. Um, although that it could did, create some kind of, or or even that it had a framework around it, maybe. Yeah. A temporary, yeah, you know, prefab plane around it. But even then. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have disappeared. Speed. It wouldn't have disappeared. Yeah, but it, no, it, you're right. It would have all fallen apart. It would have just would have come all off because yeah. the, the air is really thick, and yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. it, it just so wouldn't have I happened. can just about believe it. And I know this sounds crazy to some listeners, I'm sure, but that's kind of where I am. I, we, I think it can be very difficult. <laughs> What's more difficult, projecting a, an image of a plane around a cruise missile, or managing to doctor every single video? Well, there and are, silence everyone. There were only 50. Only? They had to get every single one. Or they had to get to every single person. Yeah. Well, there are 50 that they, were, that, 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 they, that they bought. I'm saying these are two very difficult things. Now, we don't know what... I, I tell you what I don't like. I don't actually like the notion of secret government technology. No, that, see, that, that's one of the things where, where it makes me slightly sceptical. Um, is that so? There is something that they're good at. Yes. But then I guess if you've got an unlimited amount of money, yep. then you're, you're just going to throw hide. money at everything yep. and then something will end up well, being okay. Okay. And these are the people who have um, suppressed the, you know, the patents 
of Tesla. Yeah, sure. Okay. They had access to private invention in order for them to squash it. So imagine being able to take Tesla's legacy and then for a hundred years develop technology on it and keep it from the rest of humanity. So in that respect... Yeah, or it could have been someone could have made some amazing breakthrough in holographic technology in the 90s and then he's no more, but they've, you know... Likewise, the ability to doctor film footage has been going on for a hundred... Ever since film footage was invented... Um, I mean, going back to the projection stuff, one of the videos we saw did show, and this was more modern day, but it did show planes supposedly just hanging in midair with people driving past. Yes. And, of course, that could be doctored as well. Yeah. Pretty freaky, though, wasn't it? But it it was, yeah, it was was pretty freaky. It did look very real. And the, um, the orbs. Yes, and stuff like that. That yeah. looked like just dodgy camera footage. Yeah. I mean, like like you say, I don't I don't know what it is, but I know a plane didn't fly into the building. That's for damn sure, because that's not what planes do or buildings do when planes hit them. It and, and again, you know, it, it's well worth everyone watching or listening to to this stuff. Mm. You know. There's a, there's a, there's an engine like on the in the street and it's the wrong engine. There's a part of an engine in front of the Pentagon. And it's the wrong type of plane, and it's well, a, they, they found the old plane that it's from. Well, yeah, no. So so that there's a, there's part of it because there was nothing on the outside the, Pent, the Pentagon. So I mean, the Pentagon was definitely a missile. So they're um they're, they're thinking, oh, hang on, we need to show we need to show a little bit bit of debris now. So what they did was suddenly miraculously out of nowhere, there's suddenly a bit of fuselage yes. outside the Pentagon. Yeah. Um, but it's got these strange weeds wrapped around it, and they've identified the weeds in that they're not they're only they're only like sort of three or four places in the world, <laughs> certainly not on the Pentagon's lawn. And mysteriously, uh, some Israeli plane pla- uh, crashed, oh, didn't it? Of the, right. exactly the same thing in in one of the areas, uh, yeah, where the where the weeds were. Mossad are absolutely involved in in all of that. Do you remember? Do you remember the um, the fake uh, name of the plane? Or the freight plane number that went was doing the rounds. What do you mean? <laughs> For nine eleven? Yeah, I can't remember what it was. It was like Q something something, and I can't, and you basically you stuck oh, you stuck it into wingdings, it into, and it yes. was and it was like a plane, twin and towers, towers, skull and crossbones, Star of David, or something like that, wasn't yeah. it? So there were like Jewish conspiracies going around. I remember you know, in two thousand and one. Um, I remember that. That was funny. Of course, it wasn't. That was just someone's joke. Yeah, it was funny though. When you put that thing in, you go, Wait, "What? What?" <laughs> yeah, completely, completely made up. But, um, um, United ninety three was, I think, the one that supposedly uh, the the hijackers were overpowered by the passengers, and they managed to bring it down before it could hit. I don't know the Capitol building or the White House or or whatever. But there's just a smouldering hole in the ground and absolutely no wreckage from this plane. Yeah, apparently the apparently the I don't plane, think any plane ever took off, let appa- alone. Apparently crashed. there was um there were like underground mines or something and they went just through the ground and then straight into the there was like a plane shaped mine exactly where <laughs> it's have you heard the have you heard the, the the ways that they've tried to explain it away? I have. It's it's bollocks. I actually think Just hit a sinkhole. So and then, 
so you see, I um, I have watched uh, a, was it a documentary or might have been podcast um, about specifically United ninety three a couple of years ago. So I, I've not been on a nine eleven you know mission um, until really recently, but I was quite interested in in United ninety three, and that one. There's a whole thing around that one, and the and the phone. I mean, the phone calls were impossible to make on the on the plane, <laughs> okay. Um, and there's so much. Again, you you can just look at one of the planes, and there's so much going on that isn't right. So why did but, they do that one? It's all part of the narrative. It's all part of the story. This is the American spirit. This is they 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 stopped the hijackers. I just, but all of those yeah. people, they were real people. And from what I can tell, they were all told to. They were all, you know, they were they they were all told they were part of a drill. They were just off in some hangar somewhere. They were making these phone calls to um, uh, to people to uh, as part of the drill, and then they were offed. I I remember hearing that a long time ago, yeah. um, and because I I'd, uh, I'd, I was working with someone who was a bit of a. A bit of a nine eleven truther, yeah. Um, as well as other conspiracy theories, I think um, and they're all they're all true, Andy. <laughs> and um, and I remember because I was quite interesting. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, this is this is one I can kind of get it, behind. It has been one I think that you can. It's, yeah, it's actually quite an acceptable one. Now. Yeah, because and just the whole kind of now you know, twenty years jet later. fuel can't melt steel beams and all that kind of stuff. You Building know, seven. I mean, there's been, so much you know, almost memes now. And I remember talking to him, just just having a chat. And I remember thinking, this is all. Eminently believable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you file it away as, okay, I'm not sure why they've done it, but they clearly wanted to have a war in the Middle East yeah. and they wanted to bring in the Patriot Act. I, d- I tell you what, part of it, I didn't like thinking about it. Yes, because it's not nice. Because I, I, I was getting upset watching the videos, just thinking, how many people have they just sacrificed for their fucking war? Not even for... And, yeah. You know, it's it's just... So the nonsense about the fires in the building, obviously bringing down the building. Um, and let's, let's not go into how they brought down the building because, it's, again, it's implausible how it came down. And there are various theories, and they are just theories, whether it's directed energy weapons and nukes and God knows what. There are photographs of people standing in the aircraft shape hole in the minutes afterwards. People who've done that, like in the... Like in the movies, where the, the janitor, you know, opens opens the door and half the building's gone. You know, <laughs> those kind of scenes. Where they've come right up to the edge and gone, mother... Like, so they've managed to avoid the uh, the explosion that the cruise missile caused. But they've gone to go and have a little bit of a look. There are literally photographs. You can see these people standing, like in the windows and in the doors, like where they were. Jeez. So, where are the fires? There's so much. There's so much. There were people that weren't in there they should have been. There were people saying stuff in like immediate aftermath and going on TV and saying stuff and they shouldn't have known. And it's well, just, see, that's, just that's too much. Yeah, see, that's because I've been kind of um, a 9 11 truther since the beginning. Yeah. But just didn't really want to. Because, you know, the other day I was getting upset watching, watching it. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit like the Oklahoma bombings because mm. they were dodgy right from the word go. 
you know, in when, when was that? Was it, would it have been mid nineties sometimes in ninety five, ninety six. That's a long time ago now, yeah. Um You see the Boston ones, which are obviously much more recent. That was one I was thinking right. Well so the the Oklahoma ones were the thing that like in the building there were um all the officials, all the government officials that worked there were suddenly told, Yeah, don't come in this morning. <sighs> yeah. You know, and so no, so nobody turned up. Um you That's know, the, awful. This yeah, it's it's, it's that it's, I'm going to go there. That's like pulling the trigger, isn't it? You know, it, it all and choosing it, who lives and it dies. All, it all sounds like it's a. It all sounds like it was. It was. It was a setup. Yes. Um, and you know, there was that one cop, wasn't there? Who, um, who I don't was, know enough about that one to be honest. Yeah, there, there was one 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 cop who went in there and um, uh, saved quite a few people. Was kind mm. of like running, running, running in uh, into the into the into the rubble. Um, at some point, I mean, at some point they were told, "Oh, there, there are more bombs. You need to stop now." And, and there were like people there that they were like told to, "No, no, forget them. Come back, come back in, in a while." So they had to kind of be forced out, come back again, and the people and are dead. Died. This guy saved a few people, and he, I think, he, if he wasn't the first, he was one of the first people to get in there. Mm. And then, you know, when it was when it was kind of when it was finished, he was kind of go, you know, he kind of went back to his wife, and he's like, "This is." There's, there's something that what the t- he wouldn't he wouldn't because he was he was separated from his wife but they were kind of getting back together, and he was saying, it's not it's not what you think it's not what they were telling you, and he was trying to sort out like his life insurance because he like he knew that it he wasn't was in danger he was in danger, um, and then he was suicided. God. So he um, supposed he, he it was supposedly a suicide, but he apparently drove out to somewhere in his car. Um, slashed both his wrists, although you can see like kind of cuff marks and rope marks around his wrist. Dragged himself um, uh, like a mile and a half, and then shot himself in the back of the head. But that was a suicide. That's insane. No autopsy, nothing. You know, so yeah, suicide. He was a bit depressed because of what he saw. The Boston bombing. Yep. They hired amputees to be there to have limbs blown off because they obviously already were blown off you know so they can have fake limbs and bit of blood all over them and and these were you know army veterans people you can identify as you know already having their limbs blown off jeez um there were tweets from the local police department no was it no or the the local newspaper, um, like in the minutes leading up to it, saying the police are about to do a drill in this street. Tweets. Well, they were they were saying stuff, and it's it's like what they do is these drills are planned, but they aren't always planned, or they aren't always known that they're going to be used as these totemic events, like immediately. And so lots of people are kept on board because they were told that this is all just a drill in the first place. And so they act like it's a drill. And then, I, you know, it just gets to the point. Someone says, someone makes the decision, right, well, we're going to use this now and go with it and run with it. Um, it's, it's... What I obviously don't like is that when you start when you start going into these. And so 
this isn't just conspiracy theories. This is specifically false flags. And mass murder. And uh, I was going to say genocide, but yeah, um, we'll go with that. Well, where it exists, I don't think anyone died at Sandy Hook. Anyone. And so there are the outright hoaxes, the outright psyops. But what, what I don't like is putting them all together. And again, it comes back to our earlier discussion about psychopathy and going, this is what they're willing to do to us. Whether that is kill us or manipulate us and lie to us and if I was an American try to take our guns because so many of these they they clearly clearly that is such a high priority for the bad guys of course it is they are so threatened by the rank and file having having weaponry that they can use against them they have been trying to do this for decades haven't they and they've just stepped it up they've just and the, what they've worked out is, I mean, with Sandy Hook, they worked out you don't actually need to kill anyone at all. I mean, I, I, I guess that's better. I mean, it is objectively. <laughs> you know, it's it's better than another nine eleven or another yeah. Oklahoma. But it's um, not if you. Um, but it if you if if there have been people who have died as a result of it. Yeah. Which is different in the indirect deaths and the people who've given up their guns if they've been killed and the people yeah. who've not been able to defend themselves and, and everything yeah, else. It's difficult to quantify, isn't it? It really is. It's impossible to to quantify. Um, then uh, yeah, it's it's horrific. It's all it's all horrific. Um, and yeah, that's what makes me uh, a bit down sometimes. When, yeah. No, I, I can only I can only watch this stuff for so long because it's yeah. fascinating. But then you remember who. Remember who died, and, yeah. that it, and that it was that it was deliberate, and that it was deliberate by the people who tell you they're there to protect you. Yes, and, and they're not even telling you these people died for a reason, and I did it. Yeah, they lie to you about that too. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's awful. Yay. <laughs> I'm I'm ticking them off the list. I am, you know, moon landings, JFK, nine eleven, Sandy Hook. Yeah, I haven't Boston. I haven't looked into anywhere near as many as you have. T- Titanic is uh, is one of the next ones for me. I'm quite fascinated by the Hiroshima and Nagasaki one, to be honest. Even though yes. it's a bit dry. Yes, no, that one is fascinating. That one is, um, according to this, again, these people are. Very compelling, um, very believable. Um, that one is all napalm. It's all firebombs. Yeah. Um, and and then some weird stuff that they then did later, like on oh, the next day, like like this weird black rain and stuff. And then they come and they come and poison the water and stuff later, so that the test results will show supposedly radiation and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but they do a really bad job of it. Right. Crazy. This yeah. is the world we live in, and but it's been going on for that long. It's been going on for. I mean, I, I don't know. Have the psyops been going on for hundreds of years? I mean, they've clearly stepped up in the last fifty. But, and I'm not. I'm not getting into specifically whether or not the world wars are, are part of it. 
they clearly are some they are quite clearly an aspect of the entire thing but uh, you know what other attacks or whatever were were specifically psychological operations false flags hoaxes in well, the I distant think, past think things or like is that a really really modern thing where they realized that you can wage psychological war against your own people yeah but and things like they do things so the the wars they they love the wars mm. so if they can justify a war by something stupid um what like the assassination like the, of an archduke i was just yeah i was just about to say the same thing um yeah. you know then then yeah let's do it let's all go to war yeah um whereas now it takes a little bit more so we need to you know mm. we need to have like a 911 mm. and justify, justify that way so yeah yeah there, there might be you know i think they were, they were possibly always engineered just engineered in different ways in different ways yeah i think the i think I mean, the vietnam yes you know that was that was all based on at least one hoax yes it's shocking isn't it you know that's how that's how they get rich they all own you know they all shareholders in Raytheon and these companies yeah so war for them is fantastic and they're psychopaths so they don't care yeah well it, it allows them to do various financial research not just themselves enrich themselves um, and their buddies um, but uh, expand the size of the state uh, expand the borrowing you know when we're on a war footing We've got different rules. Yeah, but where's the borrowing going? It's buying guns that my company is selling. So yes. I'm getting super rich and yes. super powerful all yeah. at the same time. Yeah, or it's going to the oil company that my son is on the board for. Stuff like that. Yep. I'm trying to find a positive to end on. I don't think there are any. Okay, so, right, okay, I've got, I've got something. Because there, there was one of, one of our special listening friends did put that we needed to that they quite liked when we ended on something positive oh okay yes um, on, on telegram so I just want to talk a little bit a little bit about tyranny okay but, but it is it is a bit positive um, so I mean just, this isn't going to start well but there, there have been lots of times in history obviously where people have been under tyranny mm. but I think recently uh, and yeah, and many times when people have gone along with it as well, where citizens have gone along with it, you know, where they've kind of you know voted in Hitler or whatever. Mm. Um, this might be where we are at the moment. Might be singular in that so many countries have kind of went tyrannical at the same time, like in twenty twenty. Yes, you know, you normally get pockets, um, and they can be quite big pockets, like the Soviet Union and, and you know China and places. Um, but basically, the entire world, other than like maybe Africa. Um, were kind of going totalitarian. Um, you know, billions of people mm. were, were were under tyranny. Um, so for for free thinkers like you and me and our special listening friend, it's kind of you know it. They are exceptional times. Um, and I think I was trying to think about this. So it's 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 quite hard. I think because on the one hand, we are kind of standing on the shoulders of giants. In, we've got you know the you know if Rothbard and David E. Freeman and Lysander Spooner hadn't existed and written their essays and books and stuff you know it, we, it may have taken us longer to to, to get to there mm. could actually kind of you know because we can read about how these things you know have worked and, and can work and the theory and stuff whereas actually kind of coming up with the theory um, yourself you know can be can mm. be really difficult 
Um, but on the other hand, there's actually there's probably more brainwashing now than there ever has been. Categorically. Um, but in spite of all the brainwashing, I still think people are moving in the right direction. And there's more... There's more distrust. The last now. three years, there aren't people suddenly going. Up more people. Yeah, and there aren't. There aren't. Some people are, get, are probably getting worse, but I think there are. In terms of numbers, I don't think there are more people who say, "You know what? I really trust the government now." <laughs> after the last, after the last three years, you know the, 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 that the, number has to be down. Well, I said to you before, the number of people that are. Uh, trusting of vaccinations is yep. down. Yeah, not yep, up, definitely. down, not not neutral, down. Um, okay, I've got another couple of things then. Well, no, I was just okay. gonna, I was going to end it, but <laughs> well, okay, no one th- one thing then related. Yeah, which is that according to a poll, now we know how bad polls are. I.e., they want a specific answer. So this number's soft. Some sixty odd percent of people in America think that climate change is bollocks. Brilliant. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Because that will have been worded to get the other result, wouldn't it? But my point with all this is that lots of people, lots of people are jumping on the bandwagon. But what you've got to remember, kind of, you know, you and I and people listening to this, is that we're the band. If you've enjoyed this edition of Sounding Board, make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast platform and visit soundingboard.com to see all our audio recordings, videos and blogs. We don't want your money, but you can support Sounding Board by giving us a great review and sharing us with the people you know. If you have an idea for a topic of conversation, why not join us in our Telegram channel at t.me forward slash soundingboard. See you next time.